Welcome to the Victorious Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Arabella Hill, and today we're going to be talking about lying. Why do kids lie? It's really annoying when they do it, and it's completely obvious most of the time. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's get into it. So why do kids lie? When your child lies to you, it's devastating, and getting them to stop lying can be overwhelming, especially if it's become a habit. Today, I'm going to share with you why kids lie and how to get them to stop lying. Why kids lie is not a one sentence or easy thing to answer. So if you've ever wondered about this, be sure to listen to all of this podcast. There are many ways to avoid pain. So we're going to talk about the brain and how our brains are wired. And I'm going to lead into why kids lie. We are hardwired to avoid pain. That's how our brains, we want to take the path of least resistance. It's just easy. However, always taking the path of least resistance isn't necessarily conducive to personal growth. For example, if we just sat around all the time, that's easy, right? Exercising is hard. That's resistance. If we sat around and ate whatever we wanted, we become obese. We could have heart problems and cardiovascular issues, diabetes, and all those other kinds of issues. We took the path of least resistance, but we destroyed our lives and our health in the process. Our brains want to take the path of least resistance. That's why getting up and exercising feels painful sometimes, especially if you're doing it and it's new to you. But eventually it will rewire in your brain. It becomes easier and becomes enjoyable. So this is why lying is one of the most common mechanisms in society and not just with children. People want to avoid pain and they perceive that telling the truth will cause pain, therefore they lie. So lying is a mechanism to avoid perceived, which is I perceive, but it's not necessarily true, or real psychological physical pain. Our brains are wired for protection and protection means avoiding pain. Lying is a protective measure at its core root. There's so many other layers to lying, but when we dig, 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 dig all the way deep down into the root and we look at the brain because everything starts in the brain, we know that lying is at its core root is just a protective measure and it's comforting to the brain because when we feel that we are able to protect ourselves, we want to do it more. And it's really a faulty perception. I'm going to lie. It's going to protect myself. I feel like I am actually protecting myself. I feel like I'm doing something right for myself. This all happens psychologically on some on a subconscious level. This is not necessarily a front running narrative that happens in the mind. I'm going to lie and it's protecting myself and I feel good. This is just a mechanism that happens in the background without conscious awareness. So they get a benefit from doing it. Kids get a benefit from lying because it feels good to the brain because they think they're protecting themselves by avoiding pain. And the reasons why adults lie is more or less the same. We want to feel protected and less vulnerable. So people lie. 
Now, as I said, there are layers to lying. It also goes much deeper than that. People in general, not just kids lie because we don't want to hear the truth because hearing and acknowledging the truth involves change and change involves struggle and struggle to our brains is perceived as pain. For example, I want to lose weight. I know I need to exercise and eat right. That is a big change. That is struggle. Struggle is pain. I could take the path of least resistance and just do nothing about it. I want to learn how to do X, Y, Z. It's a big change from what I've been doing. Uh, too struggle, too much. Oh, oh, victim mentality. Don't do it. Okay. You never grow and you never get to that goal. We need to struggle through things. We need to grow. That's how we grow as people. That's how we learn or we'll be stuck in limbo right where we are and things will never ever change. And then you end up being an, an older person saying, ah, that's just the way I am. It's not just the way you are. That's the way you've chosen to be. You can change at any age. So it's important to know why kids and people lie. And this is the main core reason. The brain is hardwired to search for the path of least resistance to getting what we want. You see, if I feel like I can lie to get what I want quicker, kids will say they will do it. They, they want a cookie. They want something. They will often lie to get them that to where they want to be because they feel that's the path of least resistance. So in their mind, they think, well, if it's least resistance, it is the quickest way to get me to where I want to be without the perceived psychological or physical pain that could come from telling the truth. And that's why people do it. In addition, liars don't want to hear the truth because admitting the truth not just hearing the truth, but admitting it internally is something that we did wrong, or they may think I was wrong. So on a psychological level, people don't want to admit the truth. And especially I find this in adults because it's the ego thing. The ego thing gets in the way. I don't want to admit that I was wrong because in their mind, feeling that you were wrong or did something wrong brings up feelings of shame and shame is psychological and social pain. And I will reiterate, these are feelings of shame, not necessarily that shame is being brought upon you because you're admitting the truth is that it brings up these feelings. And this is often a perceived sense of shame and not a real sense of shame. It's a psychological perception, not usually a reality. And it really depends on what it is that you did wrong. You know, uh, something that is a crime committing an offense, of course, that's a real physical pain and shame as well. So asking your child, hey, did you, you know, hit the dog or whatever? Did you break that vase or whatever it is? And they perceive that they were wrong. They did wrong. And the path of least resistance to avoid that pain is to lie. So they will lie. So the people that this affects most are children 
and some adults with undeveloped emotional intelligence. A few episodes ago, we talked about the five pillars of emotional intelligence and how important they are. And this is why teaching children emotional intelligence from very young will help them to be good, well-rounded adults who don't have to feel the need to constantly lie to get what they want. They find healthy mechanisms to getting what they want, telling the truth. Children and adults who experience undeveloped emotional intelligence often feel because they were wrong or did wrong or were caught out for doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. It means that there is something fundamentally wrong with them as people. And of course, this is a perception that is not based in reality. This is a cognitive distortion. Just because you did something wrong, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you as a person. It means you're a human being and you did something wrong. You were caught out. And obviously it depends on the infraction. If we're talking about criminals who murder people and there's something wrong with them as people. I mean, that's not normal, but on what I'm talking about is something in the normal realms, you know, you, you know, you pushed your sister over and she fell over and I didn't see you. And now you're lying. You know, there's not necessarily fundamentally something wrong with them. They're just trying to avoid pain. You know, obviously there are some very, very rare cases of children who develop sociopathy, psychopathy, a very, very young age is extremely, extremely rare. And it's not like lying every now and then. So again, in this episode, we're just talking about normal lying, normal um, things that people do to avoid pain. What this is when they think that there's something fundamentally wrong with them because they were caught out. Again, for adults, it's like an ego thing. Usually people with narcissistic personality disorder, they have a such fragile sense of self. They've never really grown up internally within them. And they absolutely hate being caught out when they've done something wrong. Instead of admitting it and then trying to make amends, they will seek to destroy the person who exposed them because they don't want to deal with their emotions and the feelings they have that arises from their faulty cognitive distortions, which tell them there's something fundamentally wrong with them because they were caught out on something. Now, if this is a habit or a pattern, you meet adults who lie, 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 lie. There is something fundamentally wrong with them. They have some kind of, you know, mental um, or psychological barrier in the way that obviously they're lying to themselves and they're telling themselves that this is the behavior that's getting them to success in life. And again, that's a cognitive distortion. But just because you've done something wrong or your child's done something wrong, it doesn't make them a bad person. It makes them a human being. And if parents, as parents, you're shaming your children for lying or doing something wrong and you can tell it's not like this regular ongoing thing, especially we're talking about when they're young, don't make them feel like there's something wrong with them. Help them understand why they did it and what the mechanisms behind it are and give them an, a healthy and adaptive way of getting what they want by telling the truth. 
because this maladaptive juvenile thinking can be overturned with emotional intelligence training can even do it for adults who are habitual liars if they decide they want to change and that's the thing when you get older and it becomes well-worn in your mind you have to decide hey I don't want to live like this anymore I need to change and it can be change and it takes training and it takes time and it takes some resistance but it can be changed but that's why I'm talking to you here parents and caregivers and teachers to train this in your children before it becomes well-worn because the more well-worn it is the longer it takes and the harder it is to overturn it not that it's impossible it's just more resistance to getting to the goal of overturning it so this is why fostering the five pillars of emotional intelligence in your kids is absolutely crucial. It's not something they're going to teach you at school. It's not something that's necessary innate. It must be fostered and it must be taught. How many adults have you met who still had this kind of thinking? I know in my personal life, I met quite a few and all of them at the root of their pathological lying have a deep rooted insecurity. And their insecurity is a narrative that rolls around in their head day in, day out. And it says that if they were found out to be wrong about something, it somehow invalidates their existence and their value as people. And that, my friends, is the deepest form of self-deception I know. So when you see people who are pathological liars, they constantly live in a woe unto me. Why did you do this to me? Everyone's hurting me mode. I've met so many of those people in my life. They are living the deepest form of self-deception that is known. They are literally sleeping in their waking life. They're not awake. They're not living consciously they are going around and i call these people black holes because like a black hole in space it sucks all the light into it and destroys it they go around from person to person looking to see what they can get from this person. What can I get for free? What can I get for nothing? How can I exploit this situation? You see this in the workplace when people take other people's ideas and say they're as their own and undercut their colleagues and things like that. We see this in leadership in the top ranks of government even at times where they are so full of themselves and so full of self-deception and so narcissistic and so pathological in their lying that they will just seek to destroy anyone and anything in order to get what they want. It's a black hole. It's constantly sucking the goodness out of people to get something and to fill your empty self up. And yet you're never full when you do that. People who do that will always feel empty. They always go to sleep at night and they feel this hollow emptiness inside them and it's never satiated and it's never satisfied until they get more and more from people. And once they have that, it's like a dopamine addiction where they have to go from person to person and just suck the goodness out of them and give absolutely nothing in return because they're so hollow and empty as people because they are so full of self-deception. The way to get out of that is to wake up is to wake up and be responsible for yourself, 
to turn your behavior around, to train emotional intelligence within you. And that's why it's so important to do it in your kids as early as possible. Because in this sense, these type of peoples, these liars, they lie to themselves first. And if you think about it, that to me, it breaks my heart. That is sad because when I look at people and I've, I've had liars, my parents, both of them, they have many issues. And one of them is narcissistic personality disorder. I was raised by two narcissists who have this behavior even today, constantly. And it's sad because when I look at these people, I don't just see the behavior. I look past it and I can see how smart they are in some areas. My father is incredibly, incredibly smart person. You could give him any math problem and he would be able to solve it. And you know, he flunked out of school. He actually left school when he was like 12 or 13. He didn't have any degrees or anything. This is like a natural talent he has. I'm not great with math. He's amazing. And he could have easily use that talent to better his life and better the people around him. Instead, he is so self-deceived. He's that black hole sucking the life out of everybody around him. And that is why it's so sad to me when I see people in that state and it starts in childhood. It starts with their parents making excuses for them or overlooking these things or using a authoritarian approach, screaming and yelling, which doesn't actually produce behavioral change. It just puts them into flight to fight mode and they grow up with hard hearts and they lie and deceive themselves first. That is so sad because they could be benefiting other people in society. Instead, they're taking from them day in, day out, instead of actually doing what we were born to do. We were born to serve others, not just to be served. It's meant to be reciprocal. This is how society is supposed to be. It's meant to be reciprocal. We give and others give to us and we give and others give to us. We may give to this person. They may give to somebody else and somebody else gives to us. And that's reciprocal. That's how we're supposed to act within society. Liars and pathological liars look for people who can give to them. And soon as they've sucked all the joy and all the fun out of that person's life, they dump them, they destroy them, they lie about them, they discard them as if they're yesterday's trash and they move on to the next person and the next person and the next person and they live their lives as hollow and as empty as that. So don't raise your children to be those kind of people. Hold them accountable, but understand why they are lying. Hold them accountable for their actions. Train emotional intelligence in them. Don't allow them to grow up to be like that. We don't need more people like that in society. We do, let's do things differently in this generation. Let's turn it around. And that starts today. And that starts with you. So let's go even deeper with this. Another reason why people lie is that we want to get our own way without perceived obstacles. Remember I said about the path of least resistance. So pathological lying is another form of laziness. Obstacles in the way of getting what we want are perceived in our brains as pain because it involves effort, struggle, and the risk of failure. So to avoid pain, to avoid shame, to avoid the embarrassment of failure, we lie. Lying is at its core an avoidance of pain and that's how they live every single day. It's a maladaptive tool. It's a faulty 
tool and it can be an automatic thing that happens in children and you need to break the cycle when they're young. We all need things. We all have needs and we want to get them met and we we can't meet our own needs. Children can't meet their own needs. So and nobody, even adults, we we cannot live our lives without other people. When we go to the supermarket, someone who stacked the supermarket shelves made that possible. Someone who owns the supermarket and pays for the electricity in the building made that possible. Someone at the factory who wrapped that and put that into packaging made that possible. Someone who marketed that made it possible. Someone who grew the ingredients on a farm made it possible. Your needs are met because of other people. You see, we cannot meet our own needs. And so what is the path of least resistance for most people? Lying. You can get your needs met in different ways, in better ways than that. Because lying is the avoidance of having to work through the fallout for something you did wrong or avoiding obstacles on your path to getting your own way. Lying can lead to inhibited emotional growth and emotional immaturity. I've never met a pathological liar who was emotionally intelligent or mature. Not really. They had this false sense of maturity on the outside, but when you really get to know them, they're like children on the inside. It's kind of embarrassing and it's sad, like I said, because they have wasted potential in their lives that are not being used because they're just trying to go from person to person to person to get what they want. So this is the sad and inevitable personal consequences of lying because inhibited emotional growth can lead to failure in almost all areas of life. The very thing liars try to avoid is that they create more pain upon themselves. So they're trying to avoid pain, but what lying does is actually cause more pain on themselves and others around them. Now that's why humans in general lie. So how do we deal with kids who lie? If we punish lying with pain, it will lead to more lying because lying is an avoidance of pain. So inflicting pain will literally do the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. To help kids stop lying, sit down with them and discuss the consequences for doing it. The inner consequences and the outer external consequences. Help them realize why they are lying and what it's doing to them internally. Help them to understand why they are lying. Often, People have no idea why they lie. So teaching kids about why is important. Talk with them about their feelings of shame, guilt, or failure, or the obstacles they're trying to avoid. Don't assume how they're feeling. Ask them with active listening. Usually the antidote to anything is its opposite. Tackle lying with the truth. Make the truth a way of life. Make the truth known and hold your kids personally accountable to it. Lastly, fostering the five pillars of emotional intelligence within your kids as young as possible will help mitigate this. It will give them a healthy adaptive tools to use to get their needs met. And that's why fostering emotional intelligence is so important because they are healthy adaptive tools. Lying is a tool. Using the pillars of emotional intelligence is a tool to get what you want, but it's healthy and it's adaptive and it helps people around you and it helps you grow as a person. So remember what I said earlier, lying is a way to get your needs met without perceived pain and fostering the five pillars of emotional intelligence within your kids gives them something else to use. It gives them another tool. 
Often the adults I've met who lie, it's like second nature. They don't know how else to communicate. It's a maladaptive way of communicating. So they are just perpetually stuck in childhood. They have no other emotional tools to use to get their needs met. They're stuck in a rut in their minds. They reiterate their own internal lies about themselves over and over and over again. Start fostering the five pillars of emotional intelligence within your kids while they're your kids and they will grow up to be adults who have the tools to communicate well and get their needs met without lying, scheming or manipulating others. Even if your children are older, you can keep teaching, you can start teaching them anyway. And even if you're an adult, you can teach yourself this as well through the five pillars of emotional intelligence and foster this, self with, foster this within yourself. Emotional intelligence isn't something fluffy we teach our kids. It's literally the most crucial element to all success in life. And yet our kids don't learn it at school. And it's not something you're born with. It's something you have to learn and you have to practice at all the time because we have default mechanism. We have the default victim mechanism, the default lying mechanism. It's in every single one of us. We want to default to yelling, default to shaming, default to the fight and flight mode. It's easy, it's the path of least resistance. So we have to practice at it every day. And this is very, the reason why I created Unshakable Confidence for Kids. It's a course that would teach you how to foster the five pillars of emotional intelligence in your children, along with practical, practical exercises that's given in a free workbook on how to foster these key skills within your kids. Because emotional intelligence isn't innate, it's learned. And if you don't teach it to your kids, then nobody will. I didn't learn the five pillars of emotional intelligence to much later on in life because it was not taught to me at school. I wasn't born with it. And my parents sure as hell didn't teach it to me because they don't have it either. I started learning this in my late twenties, early thirties, and I had to overturn a lot of my own toxic behavior. And that's how I did it. And as soon as I learned it, I started teaching it to my child and he was pretty young at the time. And now I would say he's a lot more emotionally intelligent than I am because it started a lot younger in his life and I can see the growth that he's gone through. I can see that the struggles and the things that he will go through in life won't be anywhere near as what I have gone through in life because he has these healthy and adaptive tools that I've built within him from a young age. So if you're interested in learning how to foster the five pillars of emotional intelligence within your children, you can check it out on the front of my Facebook page at Victorious Parenting. I have a Facebook store. The course is in there. You can click the button. I have a whole heap of information about it on that page. You can also check out my main website. It's www.victoriousparenting.com. Victoriousparenting.com because I am here to help you become victorious in your parenting. Check it out now, victoriousparenting.com and I'll speak to you in the next podcast episode. Discover the seven biggest mistakes parents make that can lower their child's self-esteem forever. Promoting selfesteem.com.